From Moscow to Berlin People stormed the barricades Walls go tumbling in The counter-revolution central bank floated the idea of dumping the greenback as the world's reserve currency, replacing it with an international currency. Thousands of people gathered to hear Barack Obama deliver key foreign policy speech on his current European tour. His vision for America's place in a new world order. Returning vets could be a risk to our nation. We've got to give them a stake in creating the kind of uh, uh, world order that I think all of us would like to see. And one of the ways it will drive the change is through global governance. I think the new world order is emerging. This is a hoax and a scam which is designed to transfer wealth and power from the private sector to the government sector and from the government of the United States to a world government. And those people who have been yelling, oh, the UN's going to take over global conspiracy government. Conspiracy theorists. They they've been crazy, but now they they're right. And who got the money? Hundreds and hundreds of banks, any bank or that has uh, access to the U.S. Uh, Federal Reserve's discount. Tell us who they are. No. You know, financial terrorism. They have the ability to tweak the knob. I am proposing that the Federal Reserve be granted new authority. The ultimate goal of the carbon tax and the cap and trade is to destroy production. This energy tax is the largest tax increase in American history. We're actually creating a global warming police. So number one, they can come in, the federal government can come in, inspect your house, and send you the bill. We're setting up a global warming Gestapo. One of the things that if you talk to our generals, they are desperate for is a civilian uh, counterpart to our military forces. I am fierce. And this is what I wear. Senator Barack Obama's presidential campaign is asking Missouri law enforcement to target anyone who lies or runs a misleading television ad. I've now been in 57 states. I think one left to go. The president, when he was in Europe last week, he met with the king of Saudi Arabia. He appeared to bow. President Obama today proposed something new, something called prolonged detention. Pre-crime is where people are arrested and incarcerated to prevent crimes that they have not yet committed. Hundreds of nations have fallen to tyranny in the last century alone. This is our last chance to not relive history. As we're finishing off this agenda, uh, they'll be pulling the rug from underneath Americans at home. They have tremendous influence on our president and Congress, and they really are calling the shots. 
Now is the time for all good men and women to come to the aid of their country. I think it's incumbent upon all of us as American citizens to pay attention. One of the greatest events in history is taking place before our very eyes. It's up to every man, woman, and child in the United States to decide whether we're going to be fooled by the slick propaganda of the social engineers or whether we're going to restore the republic. We have seen this erosion to the point where today it seems like nobody does care. And right now in Washington, D.C., we have seen a fall of the republic. Who's going to soak up the derivatives? Who's going to soak up the debt? Who's going to be penalized? Enron's CEO, Ken Lay, was involved in discussions with you at the White House about helping develop this type of policy, this trading scheme. I, I, I don't know. Do you think it's consistent with the spirit of that provision of the Constitution to hand out a half a trillion dollars to foreigners? Will we choose liberty or will we choose tyranny? The Republic is hanging by a thread. You don't have a president, you have an actor. Tim Geithner, Bernanke, they're arsonists. They're asking for more matches. And the Congress is saying, who do we make the check out to? Who do we send these matches to? The last vestiges of our free system of government are being swept away. Fall of the Republic. Volume One, the presidency of Barack Obama. Available on DVD at Infowars.com and online at prisonplanet.tv. The destiny of humanity is in our hands. October 21st, 2009. Most people still today entertainment uh, to do with movies, drama, is therefore nothing more than their entertainment. It never ever was that case. Throughout history, social engineers have refined techniques designed to control large populations. It is bringing entertainment to thousands of people, right in the comfort of our own homes. You're actually in an alpha state being completely downloaded with new ideas. A cult of personality can be manufactured to influence the masses. Nobody will question what he's doing. They'll be so preoccupied with where he is or what he's wearing. Yes, we can. The idea of making him into a celebrity. Eventually, he said, they will expect the media to do all their thinking and reasoning for them. And that's happened today. The scientific dictatorship understands what makes human beings tick, and they're using it against us. These cells are scanned by a stream of electrons, completing 30 pictures a second. It's hard for people like that to take a serious interest in what their elected officials are doing. They've been programmed. It's Obama's role to front for the international banking syndicate. Barack Obama is a puppet of the New World Order. Oh, is this some sort of a New World Order? The New World Order is emerging. For the first time in history, we really have this new form of an empire. The average man and woman is in a trance. They get home from work. They don't even talk to their children. They turn the television on, and they let those corporate messages set the agenda in their lives. You got time to watch baseball. You got time to entertain yourself. But a knowledgeable public we're losing. Kill your television, or at least turn it off a few hours a day. 
The children aren't even playing in your front yards anymore. We don't want to live under a world government of the corporations, by the corporations, and for the corporations. Fall of the Republic. Volume 1, The Presidency of Barack Obama. Obama is the latest version of 21st century mass mind control. Available on DVD at Infowars.com and online at PrisonPlanet.tv. October 21st, 2009. They've run the system, the whole economic system of the world for the last two and a half hundred years. So why shouldn't they also run the economic system for the next few hundred years? So is this some sort of a new world order, which, which Gordon well, Brown kind of alluded to? I think a new world order is emerging. We have to stand up to preserve a republic here and a rule of law, which is under dire threat. For a couple of hours, you could say Mr. Obama was yes, president of the world. Obama has made it quite clear by his actions, never mind his words, his actions as to who owns him, who, who he works for, and who he serves. And it's not the American people. Just as George W. Bush betrayed his foolish followers, so must Obama, because his only allegiance is to his offshore masters. Summers tells Obama what to do. Summers tells Geithner what to do. So we had Snow, we had Paulson, now we have Geithner. All these people cut from the same bowl of cloth. All you folks don't even realize that you're helping people that you're associated with, and you should be recusing yourself. Uh, I, uh, you know, I behaved with the... Uh, you don't the... think you should have recused yourself? Every time in history when a group of banks in conjunction with the government was given the power to expand the money supply at will, those economic systems always collapsed. If they make a mistake, they get bailed out. If everyone else makes a mistake, they get put in jail, call the terrorists. The tune of $23 trillion, $700 billion worth of taxpayer exposure for the bailouts is quite striking. This is by probably an order of magnitude the biggest fraud in history. Why would you need international bankers? Why would any government... to use them. It's nothing more than a private, hostile, corporate takeover of every sovereign nation on Earth. So for the first time in history, we really have this new form of an empire. Fall of the Republic. Volume 1. The Presidency of Barack Obama. Available on DVD at Infowars.com and online at prisonplanet.tv. The destiny of humanity is in our hands. October 21st, 2009. Either you are with us, or you are with the terrorists. And one of the things that if you talk to our generals, they are desperate for is a civilian uh, counterpart to our military forces. Homeland Security is enlisting some unlikely new recruits to fight terrorism and help with other emergencies. 
the Girl Scouts. The Department of Homeland Security calling on firefighters to take on a new role in the war on terror. The idea to be the eyes for the U.S. government when they're inside a home. To force their unpopular agenda upon the planet, the controllers are racing to complete the construction of their police state control grid. So number one, they can come in, the federal government can come in and inspect your house and send you the bill. We're setting up a global warming Gestapo. The more things spin out of control, the harder that hammer is going to come down by the federal government to keep everyone in control. If you put all these signs together, it, it doesn't look good at all. To the extent we are a democracy, we're sort of a hairbreadth away from a police state. Borrowing from tactics used in the past by communist, fascist, and other totalitarian regimes, every form of classical textbook tyranny is now being implemented in the West. The Republic is hanging by a thread. The last vestiges of our free system of government are being swept away. Fall of the Republic. Volume 1, the presidency of Barack Obama. Available on DVD at Infowars.com and online at PrisonPlanet.tv. The destiny of humanity is in our hands. October 21st, 2009. Welcome to the October 31st, 2009 edition of Liberation Station Radio Show. I'm your host, Chris Steiner, straightening himself out in the chair, if you can see me in my webcam. Uh, yeah, that was uh, very exciting to hear the f last of the five clips that are uh, the trailers for Alex Jones's new documentary. Very interesting, exciting cinema verite documentary, which means it's it goes without narration. It's a constant stream of, of uh, excerpts from interviews from very credible and credentialed people and it's called it's called uh, fall of the republic uh pardon me i'm getting on my computer here yes fall of the republic not the fall if you just uh, google fall of the republic and uh, it's called fall of the republic volume one the presidency of barack h obama and it's covering how obama is continuing the legacy of the bush administration of uh of the previous administration and it's no surprise that uh at the very top at least that there really isn't a a difference between a democrat and a republican and uh, it's very exciting to see how much of a response it's getting tonight we're going to have on the show lieutenant uh, pardon me reti retired air force lieutenant colonel carmen reynolds to discuss her case on uh, her urgent need for a Florida licensed attorney who's constitutionally oriented in order to assist her in her uh, in her uh, lawsuit to to stop mandatory vaccinations or prevent them in the state of Florida and uh, and she's found some very interesting information uh, and has gotten an update in the last 
two or three days, and uh, she attended a very interesting meeting that it's very exciting to, to hear that she's made some inroads in educating people. Um, so if you'd like to reach us here to comment on anything that you hear brought up, the phone number in Pinellas County is 727-441-3000, 727-441-3000, toll free 866-826-1340, that's 866-TAN-1340, and the Alltel free call for Alltel customers is star 1340. The website is theliberationstation.com, you have to put a V at the beginning theliberationstation.com in order to get there and uh, you can get uh, some of the information that we're talking about tonight and if it's not up there yet it soon will be hopefully or if you have any questions feel free to call in and ask them and uh, I'm changing a rule this time around and going to uh, allow everybody to call in more than one time and if I don't want to take your call I just won't after that after your first call but the, the point of the the show here is to make it more of a seminar uh, type show, a, a show that allows you to interact and uh, come back. And if somebody ma- makes a statement you think might be uh, misinformation, you can correct them. Or um, if they just badmouth you, plain old badmouth you, you can come back at them too. So we want to allow people to have that luxury and not have to feel like they're going to be cut off or uh, as usual. And uh, and if they fail to elaborate on their point, perhaps they can call back and uh, inform us and uh, and uh, I get uh, a readout here of what the reason you're calling if there's an explanation for uh, your your uh, calls, plural. And uh, we have in the studio with us this evening, Dennis. How Hello. are you doing, Dennis? <clears throat> Hello. Pretty good. Welcome back. And uh, he's making sure that nobody knows exactly who he is so that uh, if they hear his voice print, they can't quite match it up. Right. Nah, I just prefer to go by the studio name of Dennis. It's my name, and I'll leave it at that. Oh, well, uh, you know, with all the phone calls that, that you make, that they're going to be able to track it right down, no matter what mobile device you call from. Kind, kind of like Madonna, right, Dennis? It's kind of a one-name personality there? Not quite the example I would use, but I'll something along some, that I'll lines. I'll something else. <laughs> Phone's ringing. Well, thank you well, very little. Well, he... <laughs> He's just wishing his celeb- great celebrity to him. Well, that's great, uh, everybody. <clears throat> it just matters what the message is and the personality. It really doesn't matter anything else. But, uh, of course, unless you're right. an informant. <laughs> and tonight we're going to first... Uh, well, Dennis, if you want to st- start out with some of the interesting things you were telling me about uh, before the show, um, did you want to start out with va- some vaccine-related, some uh, something related mm-hmm. news-wise to the vaccine? Yes, actually. Um could you go back to the page I had up? The, um, th- there was a page um, from the night. On the Power Hour recently, they were talking about... Oh, um, here, here, you take the computer. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. There you go. Thank you. Uh, on the Power Hour recently, they were talking about... Uh, one of their shows was the 19, uh, World Health Organization memos from 1972 explaining how to turn vaccines into a means of killing. Um, unfortunately, they also and there's a, a link on the Power Hour website. If you folks would like to go and visit there, you can go and. Uh, it was from 1972. Now I myself went to the link. It's on there on the page that they refer to. There's a link there that talks. It says go to this link and you can see the memos for yourself. And so I went there. Now what I found interesting is some of the articles that were there. Uh, were the ones they referred to specifically, but in addition, 
there were other articles which I found particularly interesting. I'll give you an example here. Uh, one of them is the role of permissible limits for hazardous airborne substances in the working environment of in the prevention of occupational disease. Now, remember, this is 1972 they're working on this. So they had already had groundbreaking research done prior to this, and this is their articles oh, on sure. this. Oh, sure. They're going back decades. They know that everything is airborne right. and they can neutralize it. But, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Go, right. Ahead. Go ahead. Right. But uh, in, in, at first, one of the articles they refer to, the, the mem- one of the memoranda, is virus-associated immunopathology, animals mo- animal models, and implications for human disease. I was reading through this this evening, and I came across a very disturbing aspect of their research. It's one of the footnotes, and it says, In addition to LCMV, some other microorganisms are known to produce less severe clinical signs in newborns than in older animals, i.e., the agents of many protozoal diseases and of heart water. I'm not sure what that means. The latter is caused by a microplasma-like organism that grows in vascular endothelium and other sites. Infections in the very young lambs or calves cause only mild clinical signs, even when numerous organisms are present for many months, whereas infections in older animals are severe and often fatal. The basic gist for what I'm getting from their re- from my reading here, and I haven't fully read the whole thing, but from what I can see, it appears that even back in 1972, they were able to, they were focusing in their research on finding ways that would affect the people with the most healthy immune systems first, and they were using mm-hmm. animals at the time. Now, with animals, as I just pointed out by that little blurb there, the younger animals were not being affected as much as older animals. Now, what do you know about younger animals? They have the colostrum in the, the mother's milk. That's right. the same for almost all animals. So they're using their own immune system against them. Well, no. The younger. My point is the younger animals were stronger. Their immune systems were stronger because they're getting that boost to their immune system. Oh, so they're more resistant. They're more resistant. And it specifically states that even though they had uh, where is it? more numerous organisms are present, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas the older animals were being more affected, okay, it make it it draws to my attention that this is their efforts at the time to find diseases that were going to target the immune system of more healthy people, and obviously they use the animals first and then they target it on people. Well, mm-hmm. with people, you don't have human populations anymore, at least not in the quote developed world, drinking breast milk, where they would have human breast milk would have the, colo- the human colo- form of the colostrum and the immune boosters for Very the young. Important. Mm-hmm. And we don't have that in our societies, especially from the 50s on, because you had uh, the infant formulas, they call it. Well, formula to kill them. Basically. Oh, yeah. Well, and uh, then they come up with soy, isomils, uh, oh, yeah, and, and all the soy stuff. And it's a, these are phytoestrogens. They have an estrogen-mimicking effect. And so we have babies that, well, gosh, sometimes die, but mm-hmm. uh, are really severely injured. And all the uh, also you have all the plastics leaching the bisphenol A. Now, I was, I was speaking to somebody today, and we were discussing that. And we also have um, anytime you heat up the plastic, you also have that um, the 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 leaching going more into the liquid. It co- occurs more with the hot plastic than it does with a cooler temperature. So if you have a bottle of water sitting in your car, it's almost guaranteed to have that 
nonsense in it. And obviously, bisphenol A, for those of you who are not familiar, is a form of, uh, it's an estrogen mimic is what it is. It's an artificial form of estrogen. That's what bisphenol A is. And it causes all kinds of problems, both to males and females. I mean, you have a lot of men out there now experiencing forms of cancer, be it uh, prostate, testicular, or even there's even men out there having breast cancer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The drummer. Feminizing, losing their their hair and all sorts of feminizing effects. And and on the baby formula, there's Mm -hmm. uh, that bisphenol A, which was the, the one plasticizer they thought was the the best uh, out there, and it was the one that just happens to be the uh, estrogen-mimicking plastic uh, chemical that that's so damaging. And mm-hmm. uh, and then there was this other article that's up on the site. Just go to the front of the page and way down a few months ago, I as uh, is is an article on uh, this uh, rocket fuel formula that's that was uh, in baby's formula also. Here, mm-hmm. What I found bothersome this week, I was watching the news and you see everywhere um, these people actually getting into line, having arguments and fights in certain cases to go wait in line for uh, a flu shot. Well, they're, they're programming or they're programming people to want to get this stupid shot. Now, it could very well be that this, this round of the shot is innocuous. It could very well be. And I have a suspicion what they're doing this time is more generating that, that conditioning of people in general, so that the next time people won't question it, they'll think, oh, I have mm-hmm. to protect myself and my children. I better run and get my shot. The next bio release, maybe. The next bio release, and I really have a suspicion about that one. Now, there is also another article here we can discuss, and I wanted to cover, and that was, bear with me. It was, sorry, folks, just trying to, where's the mouse? Oh, it's right there. Sorry, it's completely out of my reach. Uh, There was another article, um, just on a side note here, Uh, hempcrete. Some of you may have uh, found this interesting. It's a form of concrete that uses hemp instead of like uh, steel rebars, but it has the effect of being stronger. I found that very interesting that they've known about the benefits of it for a long time. I just haven't done squat with it. Oh, you you okay? Here you go. <laughs> Sorry, you yanked the keyboard away from me. No. Uh, another article I wanted to bring up was uh, there have been some discussion recently about spices actually being beneficial towards uh, killing cancer cells, and one of them was curry. There's also oregano kills uh, some problems. Uh, I think one of the one of the more important things I wanted to discuss with or point out to folks is that you can best your best defense against any kind of flu or cold isn't to go get a stupid shot that's actually a bioweapon. What you want to do is boost your own immune system the way God intended to. And the way you do that best is through herbs, be it oregano or, you know, the curry is a mix of spices, uh, turmeric, ginger, uh, oregano's in there, cardamom's in there, and a bunch of others. So the best way you can help yourself is to improve your immune system. That yeah. is your best defense. Yeah, and these uh, these also these spices you just mentioned, Dennis, are also very uh, anti-inflammatory, and, mm-hmm. and that's the that's very uh, very good if you have uh, got a if you have a either a side effect or a, or from a vaccination or the actual uh, flu itself is that you'll have the hemorrhagic effect where you're 
your strong uh, anti-inflammatory, or your strong uh, antibody. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm all distracted. Yeah, this, this, you mean the, the you're, cytokine? Strong, you're talking about the cytokine storm. Yeah, yeah, right, and the uh, exactly, and the um, the str- the the uh, strong inflammatory effect that your body has makes it impossible for the blood flow to go unless uh, you're taking mm-hmm. something that's immune modulating, like colostrum you mentioned, or these mm-hmm. different herbs that uh, are medicinal as well as culinary, and uh, and they're great to eat, um, right. and uh, and uh, you won't have to buy them in supplement form that way. Another point to consider for the for the folks that are, are not familiar is that since nineteen I think it's nineteen seventy six the United States has required any any um, food stores, uh, be it Kroger's or whatever, any grocery stores to if they're going to sell spices they have to sell the irradiated spices, mm. meaning they've already been destroyed the for any nutritional ones. value. They'll still have the flavor, and but that's not what spices were meant for. Spices are meant to help you boost your immune system as well as preserve food because they kill bacteria. That's what they used them for in the old days. And it's also got a flavor. And the flavor was the least important part of spices in the old world up until this century. Now it's the only thing left. Mm-hmm. I, I myself always prefer something grown naturally, even in your yard. I mean, even if it's something as simple as dandelion, it's better for you than this dead stuff that you can get. Uh, do we have a caller, by the way? Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Make your point. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was wondering. Uh, I saw something yeah, on the screen yeah, there. Yeah, we have a caller, but uh, you're, um, are you finished with your point? Well, I, I, w- I was hoping maybe he mm-hmm. might have something to contribute. Um, I think it's he, right? It's Albert? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, well, right now, I guess at this point, we'll, uh, we'll switch over to, with, uh, without any any further ado, I was uh, just trying to get a, a video uh, queued up here, perhaps, sorry. to play. And, uh, yeah, he has just... Uh, just a very uh, honor, great honor here to have joining us again, retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Carmen Reynolds, and she is the uh, the very loyal and dedicated lady who is pursuing uh, the the case against mandatory vaccinations in Florida. She has a BA in journalism, an MA in business, a BS in criminology. She's a talk show host in the radio realm as well, a community activist, freelance writer, former editor, and copy editor. And the rest of her very prestigious uh, bio is up on the website. Well, Carmen, uh, how are you doing this evening? Well, hey, Chris. I was listening to you guys talk, and uh, boy, oh boy, you, you, both of you are very, very well informed. Uh, I, would, uh, I would add to the repertoire to uh, build up the immune system. I, I didn't, did, did I miss the discussion about colloidal silver? I know it's extremely controversial, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I, I really like it. We hadn't actually mentioned that, but that's a good point. And uh, yeah, what's your favorite? Uh, do you have a favorite product when it comes to colloidal silver? There is actually there's actually a, a good one out there that's pretty affordable, and uh, it is I believe it's made uh, by a company called ASAP. Believe that or not, A S A P. And normally, colloidal silver at the health food stores runs you about $35, $40 for an 8-ounce bottle, but you can get theirs for twelve fifty off the website. And um, I ended up getting a, uh, an, an actual generator to make it, and you can make it for pennies and just have it on hand. It's a wonderful antibiotic for, uh, you know, any type of... Uh, uh, sores or so that, so that things don't get infected, and I've been actually using it, uh, a, just a drop in each eye, 
uh, twice a day and a drop in a nostril while I'm laying down uh, because this swine flu, if uh, you are exposed to it, uh, is going to come in through the eyes and the nose. Mm. And uh, I know that uh, Dr. Bill Deagle had suggested something called atomic iodine, and I I heard your cohort talking about uh, uh, curry as well, uh, uh, turmeric, uh, things of that nature are are very helpful, and to have all these things on hand. Exactly, um, to have them ready to go. What have you guys heard about Epicor? Have you heard of that? What is Epicor? Well, Epicor is a yeast, and it was used in the, the development of, of animal products for their food. And uh, they figured out that the people in the manufacturing facilities that were making this dog food never got sick, and they never had any sick days. So uh, they turned it into a supplement and have been advocating uh, it for the, uh, in anticipation of any, you know, epidemics, pandemics, uh, bird flu, that type thing. And uh, I started on that a while back, and, and it's really been helpful. I, I noticed that my husband got sick a lot, and uh, he was sick for like eight weeks, and I never caught what he had. It's called E-P-I-C-O-R. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's very effective. There's another product out there that mixes it with selenium. And they say that that gives you uh, an even more uh, of a boost for your immune system. So just something to think about. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. It's on one of my uh, favorite uh, supplement vendors called SwansonVitamins.com. So you can plug anybody you like. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you mentioned Bill Deagle. He's a great resource, and, and I take a lot of his advice to heart, too. Now, um, yeah, this Epicor looks very interesting how it's uh, immune boosting. But um, I wanted to uh, start out talking about uh, your, your case here from your uh, website, I, I want to quote, a retired Air Force lieutenant colonel has filed a lawsuit seeking a temporary injunction for mandatory vaccination in the state of Florida, declaring that the use of, quote, any means necessary, end quote, to subject citizens to mandatory vaccination is unconstitutional, according to the Florida Constitution. Named in the lawsuit are Governor Christ, Attorney General McCollum, and State Surgeon General Anna Viamonte Ross. And I'd like to uh, have you recap a little bit some of your um, your history. Now you have a, a an, inju- uh, an injunction that you filed, and you have a continuance for which to find a uh, an attorney. That's correct. Um, on October first, I, I went to court because I had a lot of difficulty finding an attorney. This is a particularly difficult type of law uh, to find attorneys for. We're probably in the realm of uh, uh, constitutional law specialists. Had I, uh, had I not been ordered by the Air Force to, to come on active duty after I finished uh, ROTC at the University of Colorado, um, I had uh, been accepted for a master's in juvenile delinquency at the University of Oregon, or I, my, I really wanted to go to law school, but they uh, decided I should come in uh, on active duty, and uh, I, I wasn't able to do that. I, I would have specialized in constitutional law because it's hard to find attorneys like that. In fact, I, I was calling on the phone this week, and they can only give me the name of one that's a member of the American Bar Association in our state capital in Tallahassee. And uh, the other two that they were able to give me in the area, of course, none of them work on a Friday, so unable to get a hold of them. I've had calls from attorneys from all over the country, 
but none of them are able to really come here and represent me uh, the day that I that I need uh, the representation. I went into the courtroom on October 1st. Uh, there was very, very, um, there was a great amount of support from the community. There were people that uh, were there. There were media people there. And the judge was so gracious in moving this from his private chambers into a courtroom so that the people that were concerned about this issue and their own bodies, uh, and there was a woman that showed up and uh, with a banner and her children, and it said, my body belongs to me. And that is what this case is all about, the sovereignty of our own bodies and whether the state um, has a right to dictate what goes in them, when it goes in them and uh, in us, and where it goes in us. And uh, it's just preposterous for me to times? comprehend that the state of Florida says from, from their office in uh, the public health uh, attorney for the public health department in Florida said that they did not have a model state emergency health powers act which 38 states did pass and have in effect but uh, a gentleman uh, further south in Florida uh, worked on this and uh, we were able to find that they buried that that act they dissected it and surreptitiously put it in different statutes within chapter 29 the public health chapter for the florida statutes so they've buried one that says they can use law enforcement to basically test treat examine quarantine and vaccinate you if they decide to do mandatory vaccines. It's enforceable by law enforcement. You go to that statute, and it says that they can arrest you, jail you, fine you, and it comes with a minimum imprisonment of 60 days. And then you go to another statute, which gives the public health department complete judiciary powers. You go to another statute that says if you speak, uh, if you promote any rumors or uh, false uh, innuendos, you could be prosecuted uh, for that. Uh, It's just, I mean, did you all know that that existed? No, but it doesn't surprise me. Like, uh, were you aware about Obama issuing Mm -hmm. his his little uh, press release that was asking for anybody to report any emails containing fishy rumors to flag at whitehouse.gov? Well, fascism is alive and well. And who thought we always thought it was just going to die with the Nazi regime, but came over here. Right, exactly. And and uh, and then in three eight one dot zero two five, that is the one that states it is a second degree misdemeanor punishable punishable by by the arrest, uh, jail, fine, and imprisonment if we don't comply. Now we're not faced with this right now, so. Hmm. The, the issue, uh, the issue, and I went to the ACLU on this and was working with them closely on it, and they basically said, well, uh, until it, this actually comes down as a mandate from the state of Florida, there's really nothing we can do. But I, I talked with uh, you this week, Chris. I found out that there was training actually going on. The health department in the state is conducting training. And who are they training? This is very, very suspicious. They're training the court personnel, the courtroom personnel, the court reporters, the attorneys, the judges. And I just wonder how much, uh, how much that's really prejudicing my case and potential future cases 
if uh, they're they're taught to just roll up their sleeves and uh, and take the shot. Uh, the the, uh, the training was quite uh, uh, humorous because she started out with uh, this blanket statement, and and she said the CDC has told us that 50% of you in the world are going to get this. Uh, virus within the next two years. If that isn't enough justification for getting this vaccine, I don't know what is. And that was basically her opening statement. It's like Shepard Smith on Fox saying, be scared or be afraid, be very afraid, and doing it in dramatic fashion. (laughs) Well, if they're having them have that vaccination, of course there's going to be at least 50%. Duh, you're putting the very stuff you're afraid of in your body. What are they? Oh, I, I'm amazed that there are some people out there that really get it. I, I mean, I was watching you all chat on the webcam here, and, uh, I mean, you guys really get it. But there's I'm so afraid. many. I, I mean, um, Low five. It, it, it's a psychological operation is what it is. Okay, we're short of it. We're short. We're really short of the vaccine, so we don't know if we can protect you. And, oh, by the way, we're giving one out of ten uh, uh, vaccines to the third world countries, but we're paying for it with your tax dollars, so now we just we only have nine left where we would have had ten left. Well, I was reading an AP article, um, Carmen, that uh, I think I told you about that in Minneapolis uh, – Gosh, I think it was a university or hospital. They had only been able to administer or fool people into taking uh, about half of the vaccines they had available. So uh, they only had 750 sheeple, and uh, regrettably so, who will be shedding it and maybe turn that into a, a higher statistic of number of people who mm. contract the disease. And, uh, you know, they, that maybe that's uh, any amount is uh, vaccinated is a good, a good amount, but uh, then they were out of a total 1,500, they only had 750, which is surprising. So maybe the, um, the first lady and the president could go get theirs there in Minnesota. Well, don't forget, too, you also had the Swedish uh, nurses this past week. Yeah, was that 190 sad. of them come down sick? Something se- yeah, something severe. But uh, Do we have true. anything verified on that, though? I mean, we've heard this. Are, oh, are they letting anything official out as far as reports? Or is the Swedish government, my understanding was they were, they were pretty much uh, stalling anything coming out of there? That part I'm not sure. Actually, uh, I just something just dawned on me, uh, Doc. You, you're a doctor, correct? No, oh, I am not. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I was due to start my doctorate uh, uh, about a year and a half ago, and, and my dad took a turn for the worse, and, mm-hmm. and uh, he's still with us, but didn't get to do it. Well, no, the reason I asked, I was wondering if you were in the medical field in the 1970s to have seen this information that I brought up from the World Health Organization and I was talking about earlier. I was wondering if you had come across that in your... That, that intent to weaponize mm. the vaccines or, or turn the vaccines into a, a weapon of soft and hard killed, basically. I, I am going, I, I uh, got a hold of that information and I had not seen that before, and I'm going to have that checked out by some of my uh, cohorts uh, mm. that, that are extremely reliable. Um, for this to come forward at this late time, I, I, I just don't know if that's misinterpreting or why those particular chapters on the immune system um, are, are part of uh, the World Health Organization data. Mm. What was interesting is when, I, when you go to the source, 
the page that from which you can take these. The two of the articles are the memorandum. The other articles are really interesting reading also. Mm, okay, oh. okay. Well, talking uh, about and smallpox so... and polio use. You know, they're testing smallpox and polio vaccines. Oh, historically there. proven things that they they're mm. just documenting the the pets, the paper trail of their. We know their motive and the and their intent. Now we have the the that's like smoking gun material. Mm-hmm. If it is val- exactly if that if that is valid, uh, people need to be making. If you would, Chris, um, uh, because uh, people need to be making app actual permanent copies of that so that it does not disappear. I, I know that I went to review the 1976 swine flu issue that 60 mm-hmm. Minutes covered during their investigation, and some of those have been taken down. No. Uh, yes, of the major yes. And, uh, video uh, hosting uh, sites, you mean, the, just the major ones, they, they ban them? Yes, yes, those those are already taken down, and and this is deja vu, really. And you know, your cohort's name. Uh, can you go over that with me? Because I, I, oh, this I is Dennis. Dennis is, on is it Dennis? Okay, yes, hey studio. Dennis. Um, you were saying that uh, you know people were lining up, and and this is just a this is deja vu of 1976, where the CDC was uh, in 60 Minutes interview was proven complicit mm. in false advertising. They had presented to the American public that particular prominent political figures and movie stars such as. Uh, uh, help me here. Mary Tyler Moore had taken the vaccine. Actually, and then, I, oh, I th- you've got to be protected and actually, and, and all Ty- of this. I thought Mary Tyler Moore had not taken it. That's correct. They stated in the advertisements that prominent figures had taken it, and she was on 60 Minutes and divulged that no, she never took it. That she, it was totally misrepresented. They never checked with her. They used her name. Um, Without uh, consulting, without approval, nothing. Mm-hmm. It was it was all false. Well, it's, and it's, it's and clear. then the individual that was in charge of this whole program at the CDC, and uh, I mean, you watch his body language, and uh, you, you can tell that that he's not being forthcoming. Uh, Doctor David Sensor was his name, mm. and uh, what came out of that was that there were really two two swine flu shots. The second one was X53A, and most of the 46 million people that took the, the shot were the ones that got that one, and he, he hesitantly had to acknowledge to Mike Wallace that it was never field tested at all, and that the consent form listed no no negative side effects, never even indicated the neurological uh, problems that they were seeing with this. And uh, 300 people uh, contracted Guillain-Barre syndrome, and some of them even died. And Judy Roberts on that YouTube, you know, totally paralyzed, quadriplegic, did, did do some recovery, mm-hmm. but will be in leg braces for the rest of her life. And, uh, and then they try to pull this now. Well, I have right here in front of me the uh, influenza virus vaccine flu virin 2009 to 10 formula from Novartis, mm-hmm. which is actually it's the downloadable uh, disclaimer from them. It's 20 pages. I was okay, go to that. go to 8.1 and read it to us, please. Certainly. Uh, 8.8.1. Okay, section eight. Use uh, in specific populations. 8.1, pregnancy. 
Pregnancy Category C Animal Reproduction Studies have not been conducted with fluvirin. It is not known whether fluvirin can cause fetal harm when administered to a pregnant woman or can affect reproductive capacity. Fluvirin should be given to a pregnant woman only if clar- clearly needed. How exactly do you determine that? Now, uh, let me ask you. Who, oh, wait, we're not supposed to ask questions, who right? Who are the primary targets for the first round of vaccines. According to my training at the courthouse this week, Mm -hmm. they've only got 1,000 injectables and their primary uh, target population are the pregnant women. Right. So they have these two different kinds of, at least apparently, two different kinds of vaccinations. Maybe one's going to be the good one that saves you and the other one isn't. Uh, The one with proven science and then the other one that uh, will provenly damage you and uh, due to these adjuvants and such. But uh, Carmen, you've raised that kind of an issue. And uh, what other issues did you raise at at this meeting you you attended in? In what county was that? That was Santa Rosa County. And Mm -hmm. uh, I... I asked, she said there's five different vaccine manufacturers, and I asked which manufacturers or vaccines are we going to get in this county, and she could not tell me. But what you've just, what you all have just connected is they've got to know which one that they've got the 1,000 injectables for, for for the pregnant women. And that's a, that's a question I'm going to call on Monday and, and ask her. Mm. Plus, uh, the, and now go to section 13.1, please, Dennis. Yep, one moment. And we shall recite in unison. <laughs> no. Well, you were putting him to work, giving <laughs> him some tasks. No, right? He came home with hey, his homework card. He, he, has, he does predictive homework. And yeah. now, now um, we, you, we need you to enunciate properly because these are some big words. Okay, here we go. Golly. Uh, Actually, okay. Non-clinical toxicology. 13.1. Carcinogenesis, mutagenesis, impairment or, excuse impairment of fertility. Fluvirin has not been evaluated for carcinogenic or mutagenic potential or for impairment of fertility. In other words, it's going to stop you from being able to make babies. Mm-hmm. And, it might and what, the what about if it if it mm. if it terminates your current pregnancy and then subsequent to that you are no longer able to conceive? Yeah, that's another mm-hmm. good point. Uh, I can't help but wonder if a portion of whatever uh, if they haven't taken a portion of the RU486 drug or is that a virus or something? I, I wonder, you know, I wonder when that came out so quickly as a treatment for cancer and it has that side effect of causing, um, you know, not abortions, but uh, miscarriages. I can't help but wonder if a portion of that isn't also in here. Obviously, they're not going to tell us what's in it. What's, what's the first and the second word? What do those mean to you? In? In 13.1. You mean the fluvirin and fertility? No, the carcinogenesis, Car- the mutagenesis. Carcinogenic... Uh, if memory serves, it's uh, toxic. Yeah, it causes can cause cancer, carcinogenic. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and then, it changes your genetics. The well, that would be mutates. Mutagenic. Or you, right. so you might, yeah. if you do have the a baby, capability to mutate mm-hmm. your DNA. Mm-hmm. Right now, the question I would have in that case is whether it's got when we add the squalene, and as we as you know, any time you have uh, an oil like that with who knows what's in it, it absorbs quicker into the cells. 
Exactly. Uh-oh, we're about to go to break. Yeah, yeah, we only have a few seconds left here. We'll get back on this uh, topic and go into a, another interesting topic Carmen has to present us with. This is the Liberation Station radio show. Website is theliberationstation.com, and we'll be right back. Tampa, St. Petersburg, WDCF, Dade City, Zephyr Hills, and Wesley Chapel, and KLRG, Sheridan, Little Rock, Arkansas. CNN Radio, I'm Rick Vincent. A rain-delayed Game 3 of the World Series is underway in Philadelphia. Still no score at the bottom of the second with one out. We get the latest now from CNN's Steve Kastenbaum. Well, the fans are really loving it here. Uh, The Phillies are taking uh, Andy Pettit to task right now. You can hear the crowd behind me. Uh, it's definitely something they've been waiting for for a long time here tonight, an hour rain delay, but uh, not like last year where the rain was so severe that it seemed like Game 5 would never resume. So we're here for Game 3. The series tied at 2, and the Phillies fans hoping for their home fan, uh, home team to go ahead the game. Reporting live, Steve Kastenbaum, CNN, this is St. Park, Philadelphia. It's a busy weekend in Philadelphia, including the World Series. Fortunately, Governor Ed Rendell says a union representing transit workers has agreed not to go on strike yet. If everyone who's going to the football game, the baseball game, and his concerts had to go by car, I'm not sure that there would be enough parking to handle it. It could be chaos. But remember, every day... There are one million riders of our SEPTA system in Philadelphia. The main issue is wages. A suspected serial rapist killer in Cleveland has been captured. Police arrested Anthony Sowell early today after receiving a tip on his whereabouts. Coroner Frank Miller says a number of victims were found at the home where Sowell was living. We have found the bodies of six women at the home on Imperial Avenue. They have all died of homicidal violence, and we are working to identify them and confirm their age and race. He says it appears all six had been strangled. The first couple handed out candy at the White House tonight to about 2,000 kids. President Obama commented on the kids' costumes and Michelle Obama's outfit as well. And they're adorable. (laughs) As is, by the way, my wife. (laughs) A very nice-looking cat woman. First lady wore furry cat ears. The most trusted name in news, this is CNN Radio. Eagle Tires. 3816 North Nebraska and Tampa is now open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every day. Eagle Tires has used steel radial tires from $20. Eagle Tires new radials are the lowest priced in Tampa Bay, period. If you need tires, save big at Eagle Tires, 3816 North Nebraska in Tampa, open 24 hours a day. Call Eagle Tires at 813-221-7675. Also visit Eagle Tire's new location in Pinellas County at 3179 East 22nd Avenue in St. Petersburg. Call the Eagle Tire Pinellas location at 727-348-8291. 
No one beats the prices at Eagle Tires, 3816 North Nebraska in Tampa and 3179 East 22nd Avenue, St. Pete. Used radials from $20 at both Eagle Tires locations, Tampa and St. Petersburg. Listen to Living the Good Life every Sunday evening from 4.30 to 6 on Tan Talk 1340. Living the Good Life, the broadcast of Beacon of Hope Ministries, welcomes all people, origins, backgrounds, lifestyles, and circumstances. This is Conversation Radio, all about real life, real truth, and real purpose. Join us again next Sunday evening from 4.30 to 6 as we continue our discussion of more hope for your future. Connect with us at beaconofhopeministries.com, getting you on the road to living the good life. Hi, everybody. I'm Trevor Joe Lennon. Join me every night, Monday through Friday, from 8 until 11 o'clock for the best in rock and roll. It is Trevor Joe Lennon's Gorilla Radio. So far, Mark Farner of Grand Funk Railroad has joined us. Carmine Apice of the legendary Vanilla Fudge and Sid Haig, the veteran actor. Check it out, 1340 WTAN from 8 until 11 o'clock, except on Tuesday when it's 9 to midnight. Turn yourself and your friends on to Trevor Joe Lennon's Gorilla Radio on 1340 WTAN. Also simulcast on 1350 and audio streamed as well. Have you ever had the desire to do something adventurous, exciting, fun, delicious, or suspicious, and don't know why or when it hit you? Well, now you'll know. 4413311. Yes, you'll hear it right here on your own local radio station. 1340 AM, you can shout your message to the world. Hear it on its highest note. Get people to come to your business, enjoy your services or goods, and the good news is it's affordable. Call 4413311 for the fun of it. That's 727-441-3311. And, oh, by the way, my name is Lola. Hello, I'm Major Dean Henson, Commanding Officer of the Salvation Army in Upper Pinellas County, and I'm pleased to announce that the Salvation Army in Clearwater is now part of the Talk family at WTAN 1340. Our Sunday evening worship service, 6 o'clock, is aired live each Sunday, and we'd like you to come be a part of our worship service. Great singing and brass band music, a biblical message. We hope that you'll come join us. God bless. Hi, I'm Trisha Collin, the host of Bayfront Living. It's a show for seniors and about seniors, brought to you by the beautiful Oaks of Clearwater. Listen each Monday from 1 to 2 as we talk about issues that are important to caregivers and seniors. You can email me your jokes or comments at bayfrontliving at gmail.com. Bayfront Living, it's a show for seniors and about seniors. Hi, this is Paul Hendricks, your radio realtor. Do you have questions about the real estate market? Have you been wondering about short sales or REOs? Or maybe you're wondering about whether it makes sense to move or improve? Well, join us every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for the Real Estate Report and get your questions answered. Our guests and panel members feature attorneys, mortgage brokers, bankers, builders, investors, and government officials. That's the Real Estate Report, your complete source for home and family news. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. right here on the Tantalk Radio Network, 1340 a.m. Hi, this is Tim from Wow Mobile, the future of wireless communications. We have everything you want without the monthly bill. And I'm serious about that. We're using T-Mobile's phones, the G1 and the the MyTouch. We're using AT&T and T-Mobile's networks. And we're also using VOIP, which is Voice Over Internet Protocol. We have a phone, which is more like a a computer that can make phone calls instead of a phone that uh, does computer stuff. 
stuff. And you can browse Google. You can look things up. You can read the Wall Street Journal on online. You can do almost anything you want. You can text anybody you want. You can call anybody you want. For uh, the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico, it's only $79.99. And when you refer three, you get yours free. That's it. When you get yours and you sell three, you get yours free. That's right, people. Everybody that's out of work, everyone has a cell phone. Listen up. What you want to do is write down, I want free mobile at yahoo.com. I want free mobile at yahoo.com. Welcome back to the Liberation Station radio show. I'm your host, Chris Steiner, joined in studio with Dennis this evening. And uh, welcome back. We're talking uh, with a retired retired lieutenant colonel with the Air Force, Carmen Reynolds. And uh, she was also in the Marines as well. So she's a former Marine and uh, she's going to join us into this second hour to talk to us about another issue. But uh, first, I wanted to tie up uh, a couple loose ends talking about the issue of the vaccinations and the uh, the hazards of the vaccinations that are quite well documented and I think quite intentional. But that's just cynical me. And uh, Carmen, uh, do we have Carmen still uh, on the line? Uh, yes, 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 I'm here. And, and be, being a journalist, I always want to clear up any misconceptions. I attended Marine Air Command and Staff College, meaning that I took that course. But I, oh. I, I'm sorry to say I, I didn't get get an opportunity to serve in the Marines, so I just want to clear that up. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. I should read your bio. No problem. No <laughs> he was problem. just trying to promote you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think so highly of you. I just couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Well, I, I'm just uh, I'm just kind of astonished to hear all these different things that we've been talking about. And when I first heard them, that these uh, these vaccines might cause um, sterility, might uh, cause uh, abortions, and and following that sterility, and uh, among all the other things, all the other side effects that they know, which are chronic and lifelong, quite often. But uh, there's a famous economist, Catherine Austin Fitz who's now saying that this H1N1 vaccine is population control to reduce down the population, and and she's trying to uh, warn people about that as well. Her website is solari.com, and uh, she's quite well known. I think she was in the Reagan administration. I I should have pulled up her bio here, but, um, you know, she can see what's in the cards with these these, uh, biotech interests being so... uh, I don't know. Their their products just being shoved out on on the market experimentally, and and there's an article on my site about uh, at the very top about uh, how they're they're trying this antiviral on people who are suspected of having the swine flu, even if they're not tested for it, which kind of makes one uh, ask the question, why aren't they testing for it? And uh, I guess the natural answer is that after all this time, if it were such a threat that they would have been testing for it all along or being being given the test to to doctors. But uh, then there's the issue I wanted to talk to you about, Carmen, that you'd sent me this article uh, referring to a Reuters article October 26th that uh, saying that uh, they might have to, the Obama administration is ta- and uh, Kathleen Sebelius, uh, Department of 
uh, Health and Human Services is talking about uh, shutting down the internet or parts of the internet because so many people will have to be staying home from their sickness, their their illness with the, the swine flu and uh, or the the vaccinations. Probably uh, many unsuspecting people, uh, you know, will, will come down with it if they get vaccinated as well. But uh, they won't know. They won't. Many of them won't think to blame this, the vaccination. This article by uh, Maggie Fox and Reuters, October 26th, uh, 2009, SEC and Homeland Security need web backup, GAO says. And uh, so this should alarm anybody that this would be this, anybody who who just can't see the the uh, the, the the writing in the in the sky, I guess, of the, the read between the lines, the fact that they're trying to use this in every which way possible to their benefit in Absolutely. this false emergency, in my opinion. Absolutely. And they, they suspended the testing on the people uh, on purpose. Now, I understand that, it, that it's expensive, but it's also expensive to share what is supposedly a limited vaccine, one of the 10, and give this to third world countries. And they said that we, they would need millions of dollars in order to do this. So I guess uh, there were some eyebrows raised at the millions. So in, other, in, in exchange for uh, money, they decided to trade um, uh, vaccines. So, uh, and I, again, I believe this is a PSYOP. Uh, in addition uh, to spreading fear with this alleged, uh, and if, you, if you're not doing the hard and fast testing, then they're not held to any figures where they can say uh, definitively uh, how many, wh- what are the number of occurrences. Hmm. Wasn't so, there an issue this week where France or another country decided to stop the inoculations, the vaccinations? Was there a country that you, do you remember hearing about that? Uh, yes, that was Finland. Finland. Yes, Finland does not feel that this is a a as big of a deal as it's being purported to be, and uh, early early on they did not, and uh, they're not considering it uh, as as much of a pandemic. They're not considering it a pandemic period. Uh, so they're admitting the truth. Uh, yes, one of the few that that aren't you know, aspiring and, and following in the lead of uh, the, the lead fear agency, which is uh, the World Health Organization. Uh, try to figure out who, who, who is our, uh, our uh, responsible party, who is our representative in the World Health Organization. I mean, it's such a convoluted thing. Maybe and that's why go, they chose that back, title. You know, it's just, it, it's just a repeat of 76. Mm-hmm. Just go, go back to uh, uh, the 60 Minutes investigation where uh, the actual uh, doctor that was responsible for identifying and doing the testing for the side effects, mm-hmm. he was interviewed also mm-hmm. and uh, went head-to-head against uh, uh, the other doctor that was in charge of the program, and uh, he said he told them about the neurological problems. And uh, you can read the guy's body language. You know, he's not even looking uh, Mike Wallace in the eye. And he said, no, he never, he never told us there was a problem. So Dr. Michael Hatwick, who was the director of the surveillance team, says he told his superiors about this. Mm-hmm. And then it was also found in a CDC report dated July 1976. Mike Wallace had it in his hands, which documented the neurological disorders. Mm-hmm. But they tried to overcome all of that with the publicity campaign. There was no um, divulgence of any of this. 
And uh, we're seeing the very same thing today, but very few are asking any questions. I mean, it's just like a bunch of dumb sheep, and it just is very, very frustrating. Hmm. Well, why let a good, why let a, a good crisis pass you by? Well, why, why let the truth get in, get in the way of a good lie? You know. Hey, and you know the real truth. Uh, the real truth is 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 very scary. And there's a historian out there named uh, Anton Chatkin, and he studies history. He studies uh, the foreign countries, and found that uh, the the Kingdom of, of England under the King's Fund identified when they started having economical problems uh, a number of years ago that they could not uh, sustain the socialized medicine. And so they came up with this idea, and it was headed by Simon Stevens. And the idea was this identify your elderly population, uh, someone that might be on the brink, someone whose family may not know any different, or the individual is alone and may not know any difference. Give them heavy sedatives, withhold food, water, falsify the death certificate, and you have an expedited death and one less person on the socialized medicine roll. Well, that individual came to the United States in 2007. Simon Stevens runs United Healthcare, and he is here and has been teaching, training our insurance companies to implement the same program here. He is teaching the HMOs, and he is working in concert with our current administration. Few people know this, but this individual, Mr. Anton Chatkin, needs to be, uh, he needs to be on people's programs. He has uh, an interview that he's done um, to explain this. He's written an article about it, and Politico actually picked his article up, but I haven't heard much about it. Have you? No, I haven't. I'll have to go check that out. Yeah, and... and uh... And so this Anton Chatkin is, is saying that uh, he's confirming what Obama has already said with his own mouth, is that we, in matters of life and death, with God we are co-partners, or with co-partners in matters of life and death. So that's a rough, uh, verb, almost verbatim quote, but uh, he, you know, he just said that done, this year. He's, he's looked into this so in such detail that he knows that one of... Uh, Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel, who is the brother of Rom, has co-written papers with a woman out of a place called the Hastings Center, which is a cover operation for um, a eugenics program, basically. And uh, Margaret Pabst Batten and uh, Ezekiel Emanuel, doctor, wrote, What are the potential cost savings from legalizing physician-assisted suicide? And these articles go on and on and on, and they, oh, yeah. they, they get... Mm-hmm. They get progressively disgusting, but let me read two others to you. Can we copy the Dutch? Can Holland's practice of voluntary euthanasia be a model for the United States? And uh, I'll end with age rationing and the just distribution of care. Is there a duty to die? Yeah, yeah. You know, it just is endless. The amount of the writings, as I mean, I'm just going to help you out here. I needed to go into into the, the voluminous writings. And, uh, of course, there's a recent Newsweek article, The Case for Killing Grandma. Yeah, they're talking uh, how, how it's beneficial for the, I guess, her footprint. She's outlived her footprint. She's obsolete. But uh, now the, then there's the, uh, the uh, oh, gosh, the Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel you mentioned, who's the, the one of the brothers to uh, Chief of Staff Rahm Emanuel, and I must make that clear because uh, then there's Ari Emanuel, that uh, who a lot of people don't know about, and I hear 
on a community access station uh, nearby, Rob Lorai mentioned one day when a caller uh, called in to mention the brother of Rahm Emanuel and didn't mention his, that his first name is Ezekiel. And, uh, mm. and, and for some reason, um, it seemed like... Uh, it seemed like uh, Rob was trying to dis- be dismissive, as if uh, he was when he said, "Well, isn't isn't Rahm Emanuel's brother in Hollywood?" And uh, you know, he's trying to he he pulls things. I'm sorry. In my opinion, I think he does this kind of stuff because he, I think he ought to know better. And he's such an opinion leader. He ought, he ought to be better educated on a on a, a prominent figure in the administration because he, after all, he does have an hour uh, hour long every weekday except Friday uh, radio show. And this Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel has said that uh, doctors take the Hippocratic, he's written doctors take the Hippocratic oath too seriously. And exactly. They exactly. don't take it anymore, I mean, though. we're in a world of trouble. The people that are 50 years <clears throat> and older uh, are are really looking at uh, at a system that that has never been faced before in this country. And Michelle mm-hmm. Bachman, Congresswoman out of uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota, is calling for people that can get to Washington on Thursday at noon to meet her on the steps uh, and and go through the halls with her to meet face to face, eye to eye, all of the congressional representatives because she feels if they put them on the spot, they will not pass this piece of legislation, the health care bill, in, in the Congress. Um, and real quick, I, I know we've got to get on to that other subject. Uh, I wanted to give folks my blog site, uh, so yes. is that okay? Yes, I'm sorry, Carmen. About the vaccine, that. that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's www.florida, and everything spelled out, Florida Swine Flu Vaccine Lawsuit.blogspot.com, and I'll repeat that in a minute. Uh, the Sarasota Citizens for Vaccination Choice put that together for me. It talks about my case, and uh, every citizen in the state has a stake in this. I need an attorney that I, d- I don't need a money mongerer because even his children and his grandchildren's livelihoods and safety are on the line with what we've talked about regarding these vaccines. So we're trying to make a statement, I am. We're trying to create awareness, I am. And that, those are my motivations. I'm not, trying, I'm not looking for damages here. I'm trying to bring awareness to what all of us could be subjected to, and we all have a stake in this. So if anyone knows of an attorney out there that's willing to do any pro bono work, this is not about me. This is about millions of citizens that live in Florida and what we could be up against because we already see what's happening with the children in New Jersey. It's mandatory for them. The health care workers in New York, it's mandatory for them. The New York governor just upped the stakes now because they, they uh, got a temporary rescission of the order, so now he's up in the stakes declaring a, a state emergency. The state of Washington has put mercury back in the vaccines for the children for the swine flu. And uh, let me repeat that site again. It's www.floridaswineflu.vaccinelawsuit.blogspot.com. Okay, I'm ready for the next subject, Chris. All then. Yeah, great, Carmen. Uh, yeah, and uh, you can see that linked up on the show's website as well. Under uh, If you just go to show guests, and uh, you're right up there at the top being the latest uh, show guest. And, uh, and then your um, website is right under your name there. Uh, that's uh, at the liberationstation.com. Just go to show guests, or then there's uh, your website. Uh, if you want to write this down, is uh, one more time www.floridaswineflu vaccine lawsuit.blogspot.com. 
And uh, thank you, Carmen, for talking, uh, being such a, a pioneer in this issue to try to bring, like as you say, so much attention that's so uh, necessary and, and saving lives. You've, you've done a great job at doing that as well. I, I appreciate you in, in that role. And thank you for your help, Chris. I think our producer in there is demonstrating the benefits of the Lee Press on brain. <laughs> well, he, he gets watching excited. through these, the window these, here. These are exciting issues. I think he wants more of this issue. <laughs> wants us to talk a little more about this. Well, and we They'll and we more. could talk a lot more. There's so much information, Chris. You just let me know. I mean, there's so much information out there. Mm -hmm. CBS has just released a three-month-long report about the the uh, actual conflicts of interest within the CDC, the FDA, and the vaccine manufacturers. There's so much information that needs to be covered, and I'm happy to do it. Yeah, you just mentioned CBS. That's our, there's an article on the front of my site that talks about how most of these cases that are allegedly, uh, um, I go getting getting into it again, is that they're actually uh, not uh, confirmed flu, uh, swine flu uh, cases. They're about one in five, or or uh, the actual H1N1. But uh, that's something that CBS finally won on their Freedom of Information Act uh, request. Um, to find that information out from right. the government. Um, they actually were not provided some of the information they asked for, that, so they had to conduct the state-to-state -state tests themselves, the state-to-state -state requests for information themselves. Yeah, that's that's amazing that we get a little bit of truth sometimes due to uh, <clears throat> such uh, attention that you you and other people brought to the issue. And uh, now, Carmen, you're, you wanted to... Um, mentioned the, the issue with uh, the fisheries in, in Destin County recently? Yes, I, I want to, number one, first of all, invite everyone to, if, if there are any listeners close uh, to uh, northwest Florida in the Destin area, I would like to invite them on Saturday to come up in the morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, there will be the Destin Charter boat fishermen will be joined by charter boat fishermen from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama because on Tuesday, October the 20th, without any prior announcement, without any warning, without any consideration for a community that depends very much on its recreational charter boat fishing industry and with a one-month-long Destin Rodeo uh, ongoing with 35,000 participants in hotels, eating in restaurants, buying gas, buying groceries, going and, and uh, shopping at the stores. $150 million every year is put into the economy from the Destin charter boat industry. Last week they lost almost $15 million because the feds arbitrarily said no amberjack fishing effective on Tuesday. Amberjack is one of the three large fish, the last of them. Uh, the catch, the bag limit was reduced on grouper from five to two. And then on August 5th, they were told they were no longer allowed to fish for snapper red snapper. So this was the kiss of death. The people that were involved in the rodeo that came, they flew in, they drove in. Uh, there, there were no large fish after they'd caught their limits of grouper, so they left and went home. The National Marine Fisheries Service made this edict to Mr. Crabtree. He works for the National Oceanic uh, Atmospheric Administration underneath the Secretary of Commerce, Mr. Locke. 
uh, numerous attempts to speak with him. We spoke with him four times. He's immovable. This is part of a Green Czar environmental program, part of the Magnuson-Stevenson Act that says by 2010 they will have standards met where nothing will be overfished. But basically, the fishermen, they agree, they agree that, that the, the water shouldn't be overfished. But what they also know is that they're working, the feds are working from outdated data, incorrect data. How outdated uh, is it? Well, it's not they outdated have 1991 if it meets your... data, and they were told in 2006 that they need to come up with a better system for figuring out how many fish are in the water and how many fish are being taken out. They have not done that. They've not done their jobs. But according to this, this act, this Magnuson-Stevens Act, they were supposed to give consideration to a community that depends on charter fishing for its economy and at least give them some lead time. They would have rescheduled the rodeo had they known. But they didn't even follow their own act, but yet they expect everyone from Brownsville, Texas, all the way to Key West, Florida, to adhere to the penalty portions of the act, which is it which is follow the guidelines when they're issued and do not deviate from them. It's not outdated information if it meets your agenda. There you go. There you go. So, you know, here, here's an, it, an issue where there is an agency that's really answerable to, to no one because by the time you track it back, it's going to take you. We had 11 days left in the fishing rodeo. Mm to do a permanent, uh, to do an emergency injunction and, and have the case prepared overnight so that it wouldn't impact. It happened on a Tuesday. Uh, it, it just wasn't timely to be able to do that. I mean, they were just caught so totally unaware. So this is, this is devastating to the families of these people that own these charter boats. There are 110 charter boats in Destin, and that's their whole, that's their whole livelihood. That's why people come to Destin. To, to fish for large fish on those boats. And all these fishermen that do recreational fishing and own those boats all the way from Brownsville, Texas, down to Key West, Florida, are being impacted by this. And they're going to be put out of business. And that's why we're going to gather. I led a, a protest rally last weekend on Saturday with, with citizens. We had our Don't Tread on Me flags and our Tyranny Response Team T-shirts, and, and, uh, and I spoke about federal encroachment and the need for a Tenth Amendment and the need to draw a line in the sand because it's the California farmers now that aren't getting any water that provide 50% of our food supply. And it's the Midwest farmers now that can't even get loans to plant crops or, or to uh, uh, buy more cattle. And, yeah. and now it's the fishermen. On Monday, the death knell for the oyster uh, harvesting came down that they want to reduce that, uh, that uh, season to, to four months from 12 months and cut eight months out. Wow, these Obama czars are really earning their red stars, aren't they? It's, it's, if you read the writing on the wall, we're not going to have any food left. And some, some very uh, troublesome information came to me last week that uh, these friends planted two crops with the seeds that they have for survival that they got because they can see our food supplies dwindling. Mm -hmm. And just like Dennis was talking about, they believe those seeds have been irradiated. Mm -hmm. They could not get anything out of all of their plantings. Where was this? 
uh, they live down in Ocala. And they planted, they used their seeds, their survival seeds, to just test them. And two different crops, two different plantings, they got nothing out of these seeds. So that's something we need to look into, whether we're being sold seeds that have been irradiated. We're thinking we we have a fallback position to put seeds in our ground, and Mm -hmm. it, it may not be viable. Or they could have done something. They, they were doing a lot of spraying last year. And I noticed this year they're not doing anywhere near as much. But last year they were heavily spraying. I wonder if they didn't contaminate the ground with some mito. What do you call them? Microplasta? Mycoplasma. Mycoplasma. Mm-hmm. I Mycoplasma. Think. Yeah, and it, unless you really are paying attention and doing the research on those chemtrails, you don't know that uh, you know, there's aluminum and all kinds of different metals coming down out of the air, and it's getting into the water, it's getting into the ground and the food mm-hmm. supply, and we're ingesting that, and then people are going, "What? why is this early onset of Alzheimer's happening? Um, you must have From had cancer. cooked with aluminum pans. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, it's killing the microbes in the soil, so it's a little harder uh, to grow anything, and things grow, grow smaller if they do. But, and, uh, and where did those honeybees go? Yeah, well, what's it doing to them, and what's it doing to all the all the pollinators that are dwindling yeah. as well? But uh, then you have the the uh, the, um, the fact that it, it warms the earth. It's causing global warming, and it's really amazing that uh, these people who are so for the uh, <laughs> for the the global tax, the UN climate uh, change tax, that's being uh, voted on or uh, in December in Copenhagen, and we need to tell our senators to vote against it because it's not their sovereignty to cede. But uh, the, the fact of the matter is that if you want to cut down global warming, yes, cut down the deliberate human emissions from the chemtrails that uh, if you check out the, you, you can, anybody can go to the Department of Energy website and uh, just do a Google of uh, Department of Energy Atmospheric Science Program, and it says that their main goal in this uh, computer connection is a little slow, otherwise I'd read it to you, but uh, maybe I'll be able to. It says that uh, the main objective of this uh, atmospheric science program is is a forced warming or forced uh, uh, controlling of of the atmosphere, and this is where the Department of Energy is actually going ahead and funding certain universities to carry out these experiments on us, and it's it's already being done to us. And uh, there's an article, a Time Magazine article, trying to acclimatize us to to that fact. It just came out about a month or two ago. It's posted on the front of the website also. And they're stepping that up. They're stepping up the geoengineering. And here's the other thing. I mean, they've got the potential, they've got the power to control the weather. So so Russia has just announced that in Moscow, they're going to save money by not having to plow for snow, they're going to seed the clouds with metals Mm. so that there will be no snow in Moscow. They think the side effect will be heavier snow in the outlying areas. I'm sure that the, those people are just really going to enjoy that. Uh, but, but my question, and I've already tr- I'm already trying to get some feedback from, from the Soviet citizens, what do they think about being sprayed with the metal from the cloud seeding in Moscow. What is that going to do to the population? But it is matter. His only population is not the important people. Well, right. Die, die, you mothers die. <laughs> well, I, I, you remember, too, anytime you have snow, it's snow itself in, in cre- improves or restores the nitrogen content in the soil. 
But when you add all kinds of chemicals to that, uh, who knows what it does to the soil. I mean, oh, man. And that area outside of Moscow is the breadbasket area for Russia. Remember, that area provides a lot of the food sources for the Russian people to get through the winters. That, that whole area outside of Moscow, that's, that's like their breadbasket. And so there's going to be some overlap with that and mm-hmm. drifting and, and everything else. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember some of the metals that, that, are, that are in those chemtrails. Beryllium, barium. Uh, cadmium. Yes, cadmium. Cadmium. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any barium. I don't think they put that in there. Yes, oh, yes, yes the barium ab- absolutely. It is no, in there. Barium is in there. That's radioactive, too. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, they used to give enemas. Well, maybe so, they right? still do in yes, certain do. cases. <laughs> okay. And I know that... Um, that arsenic, uh, the presence of arsenic in the body uh, or exposure to it enhances the susceptibility to the swine flu. Right. Mm-hmm. So it would be very advantageous to put some of that in the chemtrails. And well, uh, if I'm brutal. not incorrect, I think I read somewhere where there, there may be some of that in there. Well, no, arsenic it's... itself is not necessarily toxic. It depends on whether it's bioavailable arsenic, which is in apples, seeds, or non-bioavailable. There's a way you can actually have arsenic, and it's beneficial to your body. And it can actually, you know, that's in apple seeds, because they're rich in, they have arsenic. But it's a, the way it's chemically available to your body, as but opposed it, to just it's raw. it's not advantageous if, if it makes us more susceptible to the right. stuff the, they the, seeded into our population purposefully. Right. See, the, the right. bad kind of vitamin B12, for example, is the uh, cyanocobalamin, meaning it, it's it's bound with cyanide, but the, the good form of B12 is methylcobalamin, if anyone's interested in getting B12 for energy, if they might have a deficiency being perhaps vegan or not getting enough uh, animal products. Uh, mm. And, you know, you, you, Carmen, you talk about the the banning of, uh, I guess, livestock and, and eating meat and eating fish and all these things. The government doesn't want us to have quality mm-hmm. food sources when certain humans and body types, uh, it's been shown, are, are not adapted to eating um, or going on a total vegan diet or vegetarian diet even as much as they would like to. And uh, many are, are, are sad because they can't. And uh, at this point, I, I need to, I wanted to read the, um, I just pulled up that, that atmospheric science program at the Department of Energy, but uh, first I forgot to give out the phone numbers. If anyone would like to give uh, give their view and uh, ask a question, they can reach us here in Pinellas County, 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. Toll free, 866-826-1340. That's 866-TAN-1340. And the website is theliberationstation.com. And Chris, I would like to encourage anyone listening that that feels inclined to do so, that they pick up the phone and call their state senator, their state representative, their U.S. congressman, and their U.S. state, their U.S. senator about this issue, about the uh, premature uh, cessation of amberjack fishing along the Gulf Coast. It's affecting five states. There was no excuse to do this in the state of Florida, especially hampering Destin, which involves 7,000 jobs. You do the money multiplier effect for that industry. You know, of course, you've got to extrapolate for the portion for the, the rodeo, but we're talking about $350 million generated into the economy. 
if if we lose that, this is going to devastate this area, devastate the families, devastate the economy, uh, and impact uh, and, and impact the sports fishing industry. Uh, I guess they want everything to be supplied by China. You know, no no fruits and vegetables in California. We'll get it from Peru, uh, Chile, and Mexico. I just love all the E. coli that comes out of there. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and China can't even make drywall. Well, they can't make a lot of things. They, they can't make pet food without... Um, melamine. Mel, right, which the FDA says is fine for you. Oh, don't worry, it's, it is a good protein source. and mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, and the baby food, of course. And, and don't forget, too, there was a recent uh, discovery. I remember hearing this about four months ago or something. Somebody was testing a piece of metal, uh, an old um, blender they were throwing away. It turns out they had gotten it originally from China. And it was radioactive. The metals used in it were radioactive, and they were throwing it into the dump. What was it, from the World Trade Center, recycled or something? (laughs) I forget forget where it was. But uh, it just makes me wonder, how long have they been doing this and we didn't know about it? I mean, the drywall, they put sulfites into the air that you breathe, and it makes you sick and noxious. You know, I lived in Boston for, well, not in Boston, the Boston area, and there was always these reports of sick building syndrome, and I can't help but wonder, did they get some, and this is going back, like, within 10 years, I couldn't help but wonder, were they getting their supplies from China? The the same drywall problems, I remember the building had been renovated, and going back, I'm thinking, wait a minute, is there a connection? Well, you, you know, we, we can talk about problems, but if we don't have some solutions, uh, yep. then, then we're not being productive. And the, the solution here is that we've got a lot of smart people that are, that are adept and aware of what's going on. We, the people, have got to get back into the position of power, the, the driver's seat, and we, the citizens, actually have to take over. If we see a legislator, a state legislator, not doing what we feel they need to do, we need to run for that seat. If we see a U.S. Congress person not doing what they need to do for our country and for our people and for our freedom, rights, and liberties, we need to go in there and and run for that position. And uh, since we talked, Chris, you said, were there any updates? Have you heard the wonderful news from New York yet? No, I haven't. What is it? Well, uh, the the Republican Party, which has actually been heading toward the the uh, toward socialism, and they backed a candidate up in New York's District 23. They're having a special election Tuesday because the incumbent of that position was selected by Obama. He's a nine-termer up there. John McHugh was selected as the Secretary of the Army. So they've got Bill Owens running as a Democrat. The Republicans with their big money, their big endorsements, Newt Gingrich and, uh, and this and that, backed Didi Skoza Fava, who is a uh, state assemblywoman, pro-abortion, pro-eugenics, pro-acorn, pro-card check, uh, pro-big tax, pro-stimulus plan, uh, voted twice consistently uh, for the gay marriage thing. And I don't have a problem with that. But but her platform is almost on the side of In fact, she's known to be even more liberal than the the Democrat. Carmen, you said uh, uh, you broke up for a moment. You said that her side, uh, she's on the side, uh, is almost uh, in what you broke up after A socialist. 
She's almost a socialist. The, the Republican Party endorsed a woman that is more liberal than the Democrat candidate up there. So conservatives, the conservative Republican named Doug Hoffman, who's a CPA, couldn't even get endorsed by the Republican Party, so he said, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna join a concert. I'm gonna join as a the Conservative Party candidate, and maybe enough people will try to do the right thing to restore our country to its constitutional foundations." And people got on board with that. And when I heard about it, I got excited. I made phone calls this week to New York. I talked to independents and tried to explain to them why this was so important, that uh, if they needed more information, you know, we would drop pamphlets, materials to them, put a sign in their yard if they had made a decision. But, but the future of our country is in the balance right now. Um, People cross party lines, like former Senator Fred Thompson out of Tennessee and his wife Jerry, the attorney. Uh, Huckabee, he could not even be committed. He, he stayed on the fence on this one, okay? But Newt Gingrich really showed his true colors, that, that he's trying to head us. He is like a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's trying to march us to the New World Order and thought he was going to march us into the presidency and, and that we were going to try to elect him in 2012. He's sorely mistaken. Um, you mean Newt Gingrich of the PNAC document fame? Yes. And oh, he, that Newt. And, uh, yeah, he, he just said at a book signing a couple years ago, there's a YouTube video where he says that we should have allowed some uh, more terrorist attacks like 9-11 to happen as a reminder that we need them. Well, I mean, he didn't say that we need them as a reminder <laughs> that, hmm. that such things can happen. And uh, he, But, uh, yeah, he actually said the let through, they sh- we should have allowed some get through. You mean the same Newt that, uh, while he was in Congress, passed out the book, The Third Wave? Uh, who was it that wrote that? Um, that was the book where, where they talked about the uh, their plans for how, what they were going to do with the world when they controlled it. That's what mm-hmm. the third wave equals. And Mike Huckabee, he told Wolf Blitzer that uh, when he was being interviewed on CNN that he gets his foreign policy from Richard N. Haas, who's the chairman of the CFR, and uh, you know, there you go. There you go. And Huckabee knows nothing about the threat of Islam. He's not even read in on any of that. When when he they interviewed him and asked him about that uh, that situation in in our state where Rifka Berry came down from, I believe it was Ohio, under threat after she uh, converted to Christianity, that she thought she would be part of one of those uh, honor killings. Mm. I didn't hear about that. Uh, well, yeah, when they the interviewed him on, uh, on the news, uh, uh, Huckabee goes, well, you know, her parents have never been proven to be violent, and, and uh, she's just probably a young, confused girl. And you know how they get when they're teenagers. I wanted to choke him. Hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if he's one of the sponsors of the 501c3 uh, church uh, effort, you know, the, uh, what do they call it, the, the um, clergy response teams. Oh yeah! Oh oh! Talk. Show them the Bible and talk them into giving up their weapons and their mm-hmm. freedoms, rights, and liberties, and go into the detention camp willingly. Mm-hmm. So you know, was, family uh, split up and take the shots, and that's you know oh, the, you're you're being split up. Why? Well, you have a flu. I mean, yep. that's going to be one of the reasons uh, that you have some kind of contagion that they caused, of course. Yeah, like it's going to. It's now available as an option in the People's Republic of Massachusetts. And. Oh, yeah, signed on to this week. Exactly, right. Uh, there you go. That's exactly right. Oh. That's exactly so that's right. When I called fighting. up to the New York campaign, I guess it was a uh, week before last, a Democrat answered the phone and talked to me, and he said, I've never done anything like this in my life, but my party has gone consistently left. 
I've never volunteered. I've never gotten involved. But but I know that my country's going down the pooper. And mm-hmm. if I don't do something and do something now, my my kids and my grandkids are going to be in really deep, deep trouble. And he said, I believe in this. And, I mean, it was just a real motivating uh, discussion with him. And, and a lot of Democrats are crossing party lines. So this is the bottom line. This is what happened today. People like Big John Rich or something from Nashville closed everything out and headed up to New York. A lot of people went up there. Sarah Palin endorsed him, I think it was last Friday. And then there was another big endorsement on Thursday. I can't remember. But today, yesterday, Didi was saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm way ahead, I'm way ahead. But I was looking at the poll numbers, and it was 31.1 for Hoffman, 29 for uh, the Democrat Owens, and she was at 19.7. This morning at 10 a.m., Chris and Dennis, she conceded and dropped out. I think she forgets. It's not who votes that counts, but who counts the votes. There you go. I mean, she I, probably this, is, won. this is a victory for the people, but they can't stop up there yet mm-hmm. on the campaign. They've got to fight mm-hmm. tooth and nail through Tuesday night until the final vote is in. But this is the first, I mean, the new, was it the New York Times? The New York Times said that this is the test of the electoral clout and power of the anti-tax Tea Party movement. Then the Washington Times came in on the 27th, the very same day, and they said, this is the hill to die on for the GOP, because there is a definite GOP mutiny. Mm-hmm. And well, today, goodness. the hill was taken. And if they can just press on and work really hard till next week, we may have our first conservative candidate that will take an take office in Washington. What do you guys think about that? Groundbreaking. Maybe he can ask some uh, ask some hard questions of uh, some of the people like uh, Bernanke, and uh, you know, he's hopefully uh, when he gets in there, is, it, is it, now are we talking a, a U.S. congressman? Yes, he's a U.S. congressman, right. As, uh, I don't know how soon after the election he will actually get into that seat. I know that uh, Roland Burris out of Illinois moved quite quickly after the decision was made. I think he was in there within two days. Uh, uh, but we need, we, need mo- we need more of these in lockstep. I, I mean, we, we've got to identify what the strategy is. But this is exactly what we have to do. There's a there's a a guy out there. He's a friend of mine. He's got a site. Uh, kick them all out. Fire Congress, and uh, that's exactly what has to happen. We we have to clean house. Absolutely. Because the way we're going, we will not know our country if we allow this to continue. Yeah, that's great to hear you uh, end- endorsing and taking control for at the grassroots because uh, all this is top down and it's failed to it's bound to fail when when uh, we have uh, control of the grassroots and not allow these obviously tyrannical policies uh, to to take uh, to take hold. Um, I believe we still have a, a caller on the line. Uh, we have Jim from St. Pete on the line. Yes. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, kudos to to both of you guys for uh, doing what you do with your radio uh, program. Thanks. And Carmen, this is Jim O'Neill uh, from Canada Free Press. Well, hey, Jim, you're a great writer, and we appreciate what you do. 
Welcome. And Canada yes. Free Press. What what mm-hmm. a what a great what a great uh, publication. I just uh, I was it was great listening to you. I've, I've emailed you and and uh, we've communicated that way for a while, but uh, I hadn't heard you before. And and you're just as I told you earlier. This is like playing nonstop whack-a-mole with, <laughs> with all these issues that keep cropping up, and you're on top of them all. It's, it's uh, I've, for you guys. If, if you didn't read it, I have I have an article out right now on Canada Free Press where I I, I mention Carmen as as sort of being a poster child for getting involved and and getting out there and, and doing stuff, and she's. Uh, She's amazing to me. I mean, she, she's involved with trying to uh, revamp the, the Republican Party in Florida, and she's suing the state of Florida to stop this enforced vaccination uh, nonsense. And, and she's involved with the, the fishermen along the Gulf Coast, uh, organizing rallies and so forth, and just constantly on the go doing stuff and and we need more like her oh jim thank you so much we we need we need clones and uh the best motivation i could possibly give anyone is that any opportunity i get we've got a we've got a guy up there making fools of everybody he's a smart guy but but he's he's heading us in the socialist direction and he's a member of the democrat uh uh Democrat, oh help me here, Jim. It's it's just synonymous with uh, a socialist, the Democratic Progressive Caucus. There we go. Uh-huh. And that's a group of 82 socialists in our United States Congress. His name is Alan Grayson, mm-hmm. and there is a woman in Florida named Patricia Sullivan that is a citizen, a woman, a mother who homeschools her four children, a teacher who is brilliant, who is articulate, who is taking this on, and you can find the most motivating introduction to Patricia Sullivan at www.patriciasullivanforcongress.com. You can bet we'll be back in her, no, no doubt. And something I'd like to, to mention, well, I can, guys, if I could. Oh, sure thing. Is uh, Michelle Bachman, the representative mm. from yeah, Minnesota, her. is having a, hopefully a huge rally up on uh, the Capitol steps this Thursday. <clears throat> And I think it's, you know, that's a long drive from Florida. But if you got started now, who knows? But uh, <laughs> people in the environs, certainly, uh, in Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, et cetera, North Carolina, should really make a point of trying to get there and show up. And it's to help defeat this uh, insidious uh, government health bill, which, is, you know, they call it the public option. What kind of joke is that? Well, that's it, that, that. It's, it's socialist government-run right. health care. It's pure and simple. And as Michelle points out, if it goes through, if you tack on the uh, student loans and, and the uh, GM and the bank bailouts and so forth, the government will then control close to 50 percent of the income from the United States, we will no longer be a free enterprise country. I don't think we are now. 
at yeah, 40 percent of the um, and turn it around. The, uh, mm-hmm. profit-making potential will have been sucked out of the economy. And if if the listeners have not seen Michelle Bachman's interview with Sean Hannity on YouTube, if you want to do a search, don't use Google because they're tracking all the origins and searches. Use another search engine. But it, startpage.com. Say it again. Startpage.com. Oh, okay. It's what Xquicks um, was. It's, she did a great, great interview, and she lays it out, and she and she uh, describes perfectly uh, the future once this particular health bill, if it passes, what what the uh, the uh, implications really are. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you all. I'm going to hang up and listen now, and, and thanks for putting up with me. Well, thank, thank you, you for doing. Thank you yeah, for, the, for the call and and the encouragement. We all need to do the exact same thing, and I know you're doing your part. We just got to uh, find some clones out there. God bless. That's what we, we don't. We, so much. we don't. We don't need clones. We just need people to pick up the slack and stand in the gap. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean clones of activists because. Oh, okay, yeah. Because. They realize that they can't run over us, that we are going to resist and provide some pushback. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why this issue mm-hmm. with the fishing, the charter fishing industry, mm-hmm. is so important, because they, they thought that they could just get away with this. And the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And uh, if, if there are folks out there listening, they need to pick up the phone. If you have... This is no longer about parties. This is no longer about left, right, middle, center, uh, uh, libertarian, uh, American independent party. This is no longer about that. We've got to put a lot, all of these, per- these little divisive things aside and focus on one thing. Do you, do we, do the listeners want to be able to work at a job, to have a livelihood, to eat what you want, to sleep safely as you want, to do what you want with your children, to make money as you want, to spend it as you want, and to, be to have the same quality of life we've enjoyed and, and have known. Right. We want a better quality of life, not a worse one, and it's been depreciating over the last decades, quite obviously, despite the rise of technology and uh, the technology foisted upon us as many times bad technology or bad medicine, bad science. And uh, um, so this is, as you say, a nonpartisan issue, Carmen, uh, you say from the National Marine Fishery Service, and uh, that's under NOAA, so they made this decision to disallow amberjack fishing during during the uh, Destin um uh, fishing rodeo and uh, costing the city of Destin $15 million. Uh, you say there that this Saturday there's going to be at the Destin Bridge uh, 10 a.m. A, uh, the, the rally or the demonstration. Uh, can you give us some more details on that? And then we have a call. Yes, sure. Um, Destin is up in northwest Florida. It's near Pensacola. Yes, it is about about 50 miles east of Pensacola and about 18 to 20 miles east of Fort Walton Beach. It's right on the water. It, it is a beautiful, beautiful fishing area. Uh, the, the, the waters are emerald green. It is absolutely beautiful. And this is a fishing village. It's what it's known for. And we're looking at the devastation of, of economies such as this. Um, communities such as this, as I said, all the way from Brownsville, Florida, to to the Florida Keys. And Saturday, this Saturday on November the 7th, is when 
all of the people that uh, the fishermen are coming in from Texas, uh, four other states to join us. And we will be on that Destin fishing bridge watching the marshalling of the charter boats and uh, hoping that uh, there will be media there and press there and people there. We will not allow the politicians to grandstand. Any, the only ones that get to say anything are the ones that are fighting, not anyone that has a, an agenda and some type of a platform. So they're using Massachusetts politics down here? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we're just really looking forward to a good turnout. I'm actually going to be uh, going out on one of the charter boats with one of the captains. I'm going to do some, uh, I've been asked to to do some filming. Uh, There's a, a film crew coming down from Georgia, and I told them that I would assist them and then, uh, some people that are interested from California actually wanted, you know, to get some reports well, uh, Carmen, to call uh, into their programs to report mm-hmm. live as to what uh, what's going on during the day. We figure it'll go till about noon, one o'clock, and then mm-hmm. we'll move over to the actual docks themselves and kind of have a have a cookout and uh, and discuss the issue. Um, right. And well, the, well, so you'll be there out on the sea teaching us uh, the law of the land. Uh, I don't think we have any time. Uh, do we have uh, any time for a call? Not at the moment. Well, maybe if you could uh, join us another time. And uh, this has been, uh, thank you for joining us, Carmen. Thank uh, one you more so time. much, Chris and Dennis. God bless. Thanks. Thank Take great care. This has been the Liberation Station radio show at theliberationstation.com. I've been your host, Chris, and Dennis has been the co-host here in the saddle. Take care of yourselves, folks. Take great care.